Hey, welcome to the 412 Leadership Podcast with your hosts, Garrett, Gabe, and Matthew. Let's join them on this journey in leadership. Come join as we listen in with the trio before they share this week's episode. Today's icebreaker is, what is your go-to pizza? Toppings slash restaurant. Kel, you got Let me take this. Let me take this. You ready? All right. Yeah. Number one. I always want mushroom on a pizza. Every All right, single time. we can just stop there. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Mushroom and pepperoni on a pizza is probably the greatest combination you'll ever have in your entire life. See, I love mushrooms, but on a uh, pizza, yeah. no, can't. Yeah. Dude, there's no way. Have you ever like had it? I don't want to have it. I feel like it's the same, it's <laughs> yeah. the same thing with like pineapple on pizza. Like I like yeah. pineapple, but not on what? pizza. What? You're not comparing pineapple on pizza with mushroom on pizza. There's no way. Yes. I don't know. No way. I feel like pineapple on pizza is more popular than mushroom on pizza. You, every time you eat a supreme pizza, there's mushroom on it. All right. Any other eat, toppings? You got eat. any other toppings? I mean, obviously, you got to have cheese, but I don't know if we count those. Yeah. Uh, I'm always going from Domino's, too. Like, I'm Ooh. Oh, Domino's yeah. Every time. Okay. That's it. All right, Garrett. My favorite pizza is a Domino's pepperoni pizza, straight up. That's it? Just pepperoni? Like, if, you, if, if I'm like... If I'm going to a place, getting a pizza, it's Domino's pepperoni. But my favorite type of pizza, I like the meat lovers. Get all get all on there like pepperoni, pretty bacon bits, yeah. hammer sausage, kind of just throw in whatever. Yeah, meat a good meat lovers. But Domino's pepperoni hits different like nothing else. <laughs> I think okay. I think we all might be a Domino's type of person. I think so. I like classic cheese. Like I don't what? want anything. I don't want anything on my pizza. Like cheese is what? cheese is That's, good for me. There's like no flavor. Consistency you're for mushrooms, and you're like, I just want cheese every single time. Yeah, exactly. Hey, consistency. But, yeah, you can't go wrong with cheese. Mine is definitely all right. I like Alfredo as my sauce. I don't get tomato yeah, sauce immediately. <laughs> yeah, and then I get spinach, pepperoni, and pineapple. Spinach. Oh pepperoni, my god. I think Alfredo. that yeah. might be worse than mushroom. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. Mushroom's not bad. We're not going to talk about okay. mushroom like it's bad. We, yeah. We'll have to go. We'll have to go. I'll have to try it. Yeah. I honestly. I, let's I would, go after tonight for dinner. Let's let's go and get pizza. And we'll all right. Put Dude, okay, let's do it. I'm done. All right. You but, get yours and I'll get mine. I, I, <laughs> I'm not trying. I'm not It's so good. 100% eating, I'm eating mushrooms before I ate whatever you just said, Matthew. Spinach and pineapple. And pepperoni <laughs> on Alfredo. Pepperoni is the most random part of that pizza, and that's what's so weird about it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to put spinach and pineapple together? An Alfredo sauce. <laughs> that's no, that's crazy. That is so oh. crazy. All right. I think the Q&A is what is the worst topping. Yeah. What's like, the, wor- yeah. the weirdest slash worst pizza topping today's Q&A? Matthew's pizza. <laughs> What's up, guys? Oh, what's up? We have a special guest today yes. on episode yeah. 16 of the pod. Special guest, our main man all the way from Alabama, Kel Wilson. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. I'm super excited. Uh, it's my first pod. Never done one before. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I always like sitting around and chatting it up with you guys, so I'm excited to be here. Well, fun to be Georgia, right? Yeah, about to be yeah. literally so this month. I'm yeah. moving to Georgia to plant Bright House Church in Athens yeah. with our pastors derek and nikki dale so super All excited right. shout out shout to out them. it's gonna be awesome yep. also 
newly married, basically. Yeah, basically. You know, October of last year, we got married. It's been a, a wild ride, but I'm super excited about just what the future holds and, and life in general. Awesome. All right. We're super excited to have Kel on the podcast today, episode 16. Like we yeah. said, today we're talking about our plan versus God's plan. Yes. We've got five questions uh, set out, and uh, we kind of made these. Uh, Kel had this idea. He said, you know, it's something that we really need to talk about is yeah. kind of how we deal with our plan versus God's plan. And so we can dive right into it. Question number one. Why is it important to follow God's plan and not ours? So I think the the first reason that I would say it's important is because you have so much more peace in life. Like if I'm following God's plan for me, I'm living in much more peace than I would be if, say, mm-hmm. I'm doing what I want to do all the time, and that's when I'm, I'm struggling. Like if I'm yeah. not in my Bible, if I'm not in prayer time, I'm always freaking out about every decision I make. Yeah. So I think it's important because you just live in... I want to say, you just live in peace. Yeah. 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 And if you don't believe that, you should just try it. Like, try not, try, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. going through God's plan and not yours. Like, like you can, you'll tell the it. difference. Like, I think all of us personally can be like, you know, we've tried to follow our own plan, and then you go and you see what God has for you, and you go that way. It's so much more peaceful. It's so yeah. different. Like, it's like, you're not trying to live for yourself because you, like, understand that God's got you, and you can just yeah. live the way he wants you to. You'll be fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. I think peace is the biggest thing about it. Like you might be following your own life, you might have all this money and all this, but do you have peace? You know what I mean? Are you happy? Yeah. Yeah. Are you content with life? Yeah. I feel like another reason it's important is because like, you know, God is the rock, the solid foundation, and so if you're not following his plan, your plan is probably likely to crumble. There's nothing solid yeah. under your plan, so if it doesn't work out, you're gonna be in a world of chaos where if you follow God's plan it really probably won't ever fail you. And if it does, he's still that solid rock that you go to and you can build off of that. But following your own plan is never stable. Yeah. All right. Number two. Yeah. Number two. What is the most difficult part of having to choose God's plan over yours? I think the most difficult part is as people, we're so selfish mm-hmm. yeah. and it's not my idea. Like, it's God's plan for me. It wasn't my plan for me. Yeah. And it's so easy for me to get caught up in what I want for myself that I don't take time to pray and ask God what He wants for me. Mm-hmm. So that's super, that's what's most difficult to me about it. What yeah. about we talked about that a, lo- a while ago, about yeah. our culture being so selfish. Like, we just, we don't care what other people, yeah. like, it's we like, just, you know, we all, all about us. We want to get ours. I think, you know, the toughest part is like, because we all have big dreams and big mm-hmm. aspirations. Like, we all have things that we want to go and do. And, like, we're not able to do those things if we drop our plan for God's. And it's because it's, a lot of yeah. times it's not, in the, it's not in the same plan. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's, like, going back to that selfishness. Like, we want all of this, and we can't have it, and we know that. And so it kind of, I think, it's, like, disappointing because it's, like, I have all these dreams, and I won't ever get to accomplish them. Yeah, and that kind of yeah. ties in, like, if you have all these dreams and you do accomplish them, you're not going to be fulfilled because it's yeah. not what God wanted for you. Mm-hmm. You know? I think, like, uh, everyone around you, they're, like, doing all this stuff. They're going to college to play play sports and all this, and you're just watching them, and you have to come to peace with yourself and realize that that's not what God has for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's easy to almost feel left behind. Yeah. Like, you yeah. see your friends go play sports in college, and you're like, oh, I, I really wanted that. I worked for that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more of a patience thing, like a longevity thing. 
you don't see what God has for you yet in like 10 years, but he does. Yeah. And right now it feels like God left you behind, but he didn't. Yeah. You just have to stay steadfast and know that he is God. Yeah, for sure. And like, we'll dive into like more personal experiences in a second on the Ooh. next thing. But like, it's like for all of us, we all have those big dreams and to see other people go out and accomplish those things. And like you, like you said, you sit back and it's like, dang, like, I wanted that to be me. Ooh. And I tried to get there. But it's always it's not always what God has for you. Yep. So and that, that'll yeah. take us right into point number three. Point number three. Describe your process in following God's plan. So I think this actually went. I might I might take the mic for just a second. I'm <laughs> oh, you're, you're, yeah, you got it. it. May talk for a minute. We'll all talk for a minute. I think we all uh, have different things. Late last year, toward the end of 2023, in November slash December, right after I got married, actually things got super super hard. Yeah. Um, in a way that I wasn't ready for. And yeah. it really made me question a lot of things. And I felt bad in the moment saying that, but now I feel much, much better about it. But um, we got married on October 29th of 23, and we did a worship set after our wedding. It was awesome. Um, and we wanted to do, we wanted the Holy Spirit to move in our wedding for more than just us. Yeah. yeah. We wanted to, to impact everyone around us. And what really, I don't know, the, the spirit definitely moved in the room. Mm-hmm. And um, my my dad and his wife decided that they were going to stop drinking alcohol around that time. And they'd been drinking for a little while. I'd been praying about it for a long time. Yeah. And um, so my dad's wife felt very sick and um, had pancreatitis and all the things. And so for about a month, we were just praying. Like, that God would work a miracle. I remember Cassidy looking at me and even saying, like, hey, we, our grandparents and our ancestors tell us all the time that we we have seen God do these crazy things. And I think we're living in that moment right now. So we told my dad that. So I gave him, like, we passed that hope on to him. Yeah. And, um... On one month of us being married, so on the 29th of November, um, my dad's wife actually passed away. And that was super hard uh, yeah. because in my mind, it's like she did the right thing. Mm-hmm. She, she she made the right decision. Yeah. Um, and so I was so mad at God because I felt like we did everything we were supposed to do scripturally. Mm-hmm. We are yeah. like, hey, you know, God tells us to anoint the sick with oil and and lay hands and pray, and we did everything we could. You know, we told the elders of the church, we all prayed, and and it was so, at the time, I was so upset. I was so mad, I was so angry, um, and and I didn't understand. Well, she passed this way on the 29th at about 7.30 p.m., um, and then we do her funeral the following Monday. She passed away on Wednesday, we did the funeral on Monday. Uh, I go back to work on Tuesday to kind of be like, hey, everything's cool, like, yeah. I can move on with life. Uh, I get a phone call at work that day. Hey, your grandfather has less than 24 hours to live. We need you to leave work wow. and, and come be with him. And so I'm like, my dad is losing his wife and his dad in like uh, six days. And so I again am like, oh my gosh. And so you don't realize that all the trauma that you went through the week before yeah. Until you do it again. Like, yeah. sometimes you don't realize a moment was traumatic until you have to go through it again. Um, and so we go through all that, and um, it was tough. Because it looked the same physically when they passed away. They kind of both were 
kind of laid there and they were both kind of out of it and they yeah. couldn't speak. And, yeah. Um, you know, that wasn't my plan for that, right? Like, I didn't yeah. want that to happen. I wanted it to be, hey, we got a miracle and everything is great. For like, sure. And I yeah. feel great <coughs> into the next year. I feel great, like, going into 21 days of prayer and fasting mm. in January. Like, yeah. I wanted to be able to say that I felt great going into those things. But it was it was hard, um, and what I've what I've come to realize about it, um, with my dad's wife, she and I are very close. Like she was, yeah, she was very good to me. And so, I it was almost selfish of me to be like, hey, God, just keep her around because the way that things had gone. So when your body um, starts to have organ failure, your blood focuses on the the midsection of your body, yeah. all your organs, mm-hmm. and it stops going to your extremities as much. So yeah. um, her her f- toes and her foot had turned black on her left foot, and she was going to lose that foot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And she was going to lose her toes on her other foot, so she would have never been able to walk again or work or anything like that. And so it, I don't know, it, it really was God's grace for her in that moment, yeah. for her to go home. Um but it was it was definitely hard to see, yeah. you know, because that wasn't my plan for it mm-hmm. to happen. My grandfather had had cancer for about six years, and he had had three brain bleeds, so it, it was best for him to go yeah. on yeah. Uh-huh. Um, But what I'll tell you guys in that is, whenever things like that happen, don't ignore the feelings that you have. Like, don't neglect how you feel. Yeah. But definitely address it and have yeah. conversations with people that you trust about mm-hmm. it. Because they're going to be willing to to hear you. Yeah. The days that I was mad and thought, well, God doesn't see me and God doesn't hear me and God doesn't care, I called pastors that I had. Yeah. And they told me, they're like, hey, I feel like we've all had these moments. We, we have all experienced a time where we think God doesn't hear me and God doesn't care. Um, and so with us all having those moments, we all have pastors that will help us with that as well. So. For sure. Um, yeah. I think that's that's what my process looked like. I was angry, I was mad, and I really had to dive into into prayer and yeah. and hope in God. Uh and I had never really had to fight for hope in God before. Yeah. But in that moment I had to keep telling myself, you know, the choices lead and your feelings follow. So I had mm-hmm. to choose to worship and, and choose to pray and choose to um trust God in his process in that. Yeah, for sure. God does things for a reason. I mean yeah, and I, I think that's what we have to understand. It's like nothing, like it's not always going to go our way. Yeah. And like you said, it's, it's, it was for the best. Like when you when you really sit down and think about it, sometimes things that happen are for the best. Yeah. And that's why, like you know. Yeah, and you said just that trust you, God. Yeah, and you said that you went to pastors and stuff. God says that two is better than one. So you're yeah. you're meant to talk to other people about that. So yeah, and it's also like everything comes from the head. If you go to the head elder or head pastor of your church, like that's where like. It comes from everything comes up there, so it's like you know, trust God, trust the people who are praying for you and with you. Like, trust all of them because it's all part of God's plan. Yeah. So that's awesome, man. Like, yeah. So it's like good. It's like it's really hard for people to react that way. Like, mm-hmm. and take it as a good thing. And like, you know, this is for the best. Like, that's like a hard thing because a lot of times, like when you think about it, it's like this sucks. Like a lot yeah. of people, like that's their moment where they're like, I don't believe in a God mm-hmm. anymore. But like for yeah. people like in that situation where you stood up and you prayed about it and you're like, I I'm just gonna worship through it. Like that's the mindset that we all have to have. Right. You gotta trust God. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. that's awesome. Uh, I think like for me, my process of like trusting God's plan was like, you know, we all talk, we've talked about it already, but like having dreams to go play sports in college and mine mm-hmm. was like, you know, I want to go play baseball. And then in July of last year, I'm just out having fun playing flag football and tearing <laughs> my meniscus. And it sucked. Cause it's like you, you sit back and you're like, I don't like this, this really ruins everything. Cause it's yeah. cuts your summer season short, cuts your, a, a chunk of your senior off season lost. And so it's like, really, this isn't in my, I mean, it's not in my reach anymore. It's something that I'd have to work even harder to do. And I have to first get back healthy enough to do it. And so during the weeks before my surgery, I kind of just sat there and, you know, I was like, why did this have to happen? But then like in that time where I finally slowed things down and I wasn't so baseball oriented or hard work oriented, God showed me all these things like, Hey, this is really what I have for you. Mm-hmm. If you'll follow this, things will work out. And it was like, I think a lot of a lot of times we're so caught up in what we want, but when we when we have something like that happen, like I actually saw me getting hurt as a blessing because I got to sit back and see like God show me all these different things, and it's like, this is all awesome, but this is what I have for you, and it's yeah. gonna be great. And so when you go through things like that, it's really just like sometimes you have to slow down and just see what God has for you. For me, it was like. I didn't, I sat for a month or two, didn't do anything, but I was able to, you know, get in the word a lot and pray a lot and talk to God about it. And that's when he showed me all he had for me. And so really it's a blessing in disguise. And that's how I took it. So it's not always about how fast you're going. You have to sit back and see what God can show you. Yeah. It's a marathon, not Mm -hmm. a a sprint. Yeah. It's about the long run. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all got anything? Uh, It's hard to follow that. Yeah, for <laughs> you know, but um, describe your process of following God's plan. I mean, it's 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 hard. Like he said, like we like to be in control, like driving a car, you know. And then there's somebody in the back seat telling us what to do, you know. Yeah. Like when you're first learning how to drive, your mm-hmm. mom or your dad telling you, "Hey, come on, that was a terrible turn," or something like that, you know. Or they're like and, screaming. Yeah. See, yeah. <laughs> sorry. But you have to understand that they're doing it for a reason, and it's kind of like God. You know, mm-hmm. He's leading you to to something better, and you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. So it's it's for a reason. I mean, stuff mm-hmm. happens. So, yeah, I'd say my story is definitely like Garrett's. Like, my I wanted to make football career so bad. Like, I just wanted I would do anything. Like, if I didn't get an offer from college, then I would walk on at a school and try my hardest to, you know, earn that. But I feel like at motion, I just got told, like, I, that's not for me. Like, I don't need to be doing that. Like, I need to focus my eyes on God, and he'll I'll follow his plan and whatever he has for me. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think everybody's process is going to look different. Yeah. I think the main thing is, like, I try to pray this every day. Like, God, show me what you have for me today. Yeah. Guide me through what my next steps are. Like, mm-hmm. I, like when God gets you to a certain point, you're not, your story's not finished yet there's always the next step. And so you just got to pray and ask God, like what's next, pray through it, worship through it. Like, thank you for what you've given me and what you've shown me now, you know, what can we move forward on? What do you have for me next? One more thing on that before we move on. I actually was sitting down and talking to my father-in-law about that. You guys all know him. He's he's super awesome. Wants to give advice whenever he can. And I really appreciate that. We were talking and he told me something that really stuck with me that I, I will never forget my entire life. And it's something I think needs to be shared is that we're on this path. 
like with God. We're walking with God, right? So mm-hmm. say we take the walk and we compare it to like sailing a ship. Yeah. And we get in this big storm, right? Yeah. And so you said some people will fall off and say there is no God. So they're changing their direction. Yeah. So if you're sailing a ship in a storm, the safest thing to do is just sail straight through it. Uh-huh. Stay on the path that you're already on. Because if you turn, any way you turn, you could be turning further into the storm. And so it's going to take longer to get out. But you know if you stay on the path that you're on that you're going to get through the storm because you're already that far in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's good. I mean, there's always, like, good stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, people, like, when you pray, when you have, like, people around you that pray with you, like, you're always going to hear things like that. And it's just awesome. All right. So, this is awesome so far. Uh, actually, this was supposed to be episode 16, like I said earlier, but we're actually making this episode 12, yep. and we are putting this out immediately on January 7th. So, this is actually not supposed to come out until February, but we're putting it out in ne- or on next week, I guess, or next week. So, this is now episode 12. Yep. This is great. Let's dive into point number four. Uh, what happens when our plan doesn't match up with God's plan? So I think what happens is that the enemy tries to attack us in between our ears. Like the enemy is going to try to get in my head whenever I have thoughts that, that you may think like if the enemy thinks that you're doubting God, he's going to try to multiply that in your head Mm -hmm. by using your own thoughts to do it. So that's when, you know, scripture says we have to take every thought captive. So I've got to take those thoughts captive in that moment and I have to choose, Hey, I'm going to worship. I'm going to pray. I'm going to communicate with people around me that love me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think another thing is, like, you don't realize it in the moment, but, like, when your plan isn't matching up with God's plan, you're miserable. It makes you miserable. Like, for me, like we talked about, we've been talking about sports a lot. Like, for me, going back to my process of it, like, when I was trying to grind it out, trying to get everything done that I needed to get done to play college sports, I didn't realize how miserable my body was and my, like, mindset like, it makes you tired, and you get drained out. It makes you miserable, and you don't realize that until after. And, like, even in other things, like, you lose trust in God because it's like, God, why are things not going my way? But yeah. you really have to look at it like things probably aren't going your way because you're not going through God's way. Mm-hmm. You're trying to do it on your own. So I think that's another thing we don't realize is it makes us miserable, and also, like, we lose trust in God that we shouldn't lose because it's not God's fault that you're mm-hmm. going a, off a different path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... uh doesn't match with ours like we question we'll question God a lot if our if our plans don't match up like are you sure this is the best for me are you sure this is what you want for me yeah and then you question and then you end up just doing what you wanted to do in the first place you know like you have to follow it I mean like I said it's so much more rewarding when you do follow it like it's it's going to be worth it in the long run like I said marathon you know yeah yeah and another thing, I think, like, when God gives you his plan and you just ignore it, like, you're just like, I don't want to do that. I'm going to focus on myself. I think, or I've heard people say that he will choose another person to do that for you. Yeah. And you, you'd you want that to be you because God's plan is always better than everything. Yeah. He just chooses the next man up. Like, right. it's like, if you oh, just say no, sorry. just choose the next man up. Point number yeah. five. Point number five. How do you know you're following God's plan and not yours? So I think this is a full circle moment from to the beginning of this episode because um, my answer to this is the same as number one. You have peace in life. Um, like right now, I know that I'm walking in God's plan for me right now because while things were hard, I still could find peace. Yeah. Like this is going to sound crazy and it might be a side tyrant, but 
I have peace in my marriage, so I know that I've married who God had for me right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. like, my wife has been absolutely incredible. All this has gone wrong, and she has been steadfast. And, like, hey, yeah. every thought that I had, I told her, because you're going to communicate that to your spouse. Yeah. And she tells me, hey, that that's not what God says about you. That's not what the Bible said about any of this. So it's um, she really she was on the grind in that moment. And yeah. we know that we're on God's right path for us because we have peace about all those things. Like she had peace yeah. the whole time. While it was hard for her, she had peace about it. For sure. And while I didn't have peace and it was rocky, she still had peace and helped me regain my peace. Yeah. And so the fact that I was able to hit a bump in the road and then get right back to peace lets me know that God is with me and that I'm doing what he's called me to do. Yeah, I think that's spot on. Like mm-hmm. peace is for sure like it sounds kind of crazy because like you wouldn't think this, but like when I tore my meniscus, like before I had surgery, like that's the most peaceful I'd been. Like it's like when you do something like that, when something like that happens, it's like a lot of times people get mad. It's like why is this happening? But for me, it was like I'm at peace. Like I think, like I remember very vividly the night that that happened. I was uh, sitting on my couch. I couldn't I couldn't get up or walk or anything, and so my whole family's in there, and I think I was like. I think this is God like trying to show me something like God's trying to tell me like this isn't what you're supposed to do and I just felt at peace I was like this is what was supposed to happen like honestly I could say like I like it sucks but this is like God had this for me this was God showing me like hey I've got something else for you and it might have sucked because I had to be not I had to be out for five months but it's like you know God's just showing me hey I've got bigger plans and I was like I was really at peace with that and a lot of people were, like, surprised because it was like, you know, how are you doing? Like, I know it's hard. And I was like, honestly, I'm better than I've ever been, and I can't even walk. I was like, I'm doing great. So I think peace is for sure. Like, it gives you so much peace. I'm going to go off on a little sidetrack here. Um, I think we get our plans mixed up with dreams. For sure. Yeah. Like, our, we, we think that what we're doing in life is a dream. Like, we, we talked about this before. Like, we need to stop following our dreams and follow what God has for us. Yeah. Because when you get to that, the top, you're not going to get, like, all the, how do you wear it, like, all the... Praise. Yeah, like, and all, everything. You're not going to feel as good as if you were to get yeah. to the top with God. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's, we need to stop thinking about it as dreams, our plans and our dreams don't, don't tie together. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can have dreams and it's like, it's good, but, like... It's not yeah. your main purpose in life, you know? For sure. Mm-hmm. You can still dream. Yeah. And, like, and when if you're following God's plan, you can definitely still dream and have things that you, like, it's like, you know, if you're following God's plan, you can still have things that, like, I really want to do this. Yeah. It might not happen, but you can still dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's really, like, in the reality we live in today, a lot of times we get our dreams mixed up with our plans. It's like, this is what I want. I'm going to go after it. But in reality, it's just a dream. It's not realistic. So I think you're spot on with that. Like, it's not like you hear a lot of people who have all the money, all the fame. They're really like, you know, sometimes life sucks. Like, it's really not what it looks like on the outside. Yeah. You got anything on that? Uh, I was going to say, like, going back to point number five, like, how do you know you're following God's plan and not yours? Is like after thinking the same way for so long, after you start following God's plan. Yeah. It'll change your whole way of thinking. Like you won't be worried about yourself as much. Like, you'll be worried about, like, oh, what does God want me to do? Where does God want me to go today? How can I help other people? 
Like it really just takes that selfishness away. You'll see, you'll, like, yeah, you'll notice. You'll grow so much yeah. spiritually, and you can notice it. Like I feel like for me, I think for all of us, like at Motion Conference, like we came back from Motion Conference and we grown so much spiritually and kind of let God move what He wanted to. It was like completely different, and that's really how this podcast got started. Yeah, all off of that, like we grew so much spiritually. It was like you know this is what God has for us, and it's time to move on it. You know, so I think you grow so much spiritually, and that's how you. You'll notice, like, if you're growing in the wrong direction, then you're probably not following God's plan. But if you're growing mm-hmm. in the right direction spiritually, that means you're on the right track. Yeah. I think that was the coolest part about Motion Conference for me this year was was being a part of your journey with you guys, like yeah. talking to you after sessions and, and getting to see what God was doing in your life. It was super cool when uh, Cass and I would come. Because we didn't go with the group this year. We just came yeah. individually. And so it was – there's a little more freedom in that. Yeah. So we'd come down and, and just ask you guys how you were doing and, and what was going on. And, and it was just cool to listen to what you guys had to say about what you learned and and the the visions that – or the dreams. And I know that Matthew just talked about but the dreams that God yeah. put in you guys in that. Um, yeah. Because it's easy to tell the difference in dreams that you create and dreams that God yeah, gave yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so – to just watch you guys experience that was super fun at Motion yeah. Conference for me this year. It's awesome. So, do we have an ice maker? Yeah. It's our so ice maker. We kind of did an icebreaker about food. We'll do it, end it with food. How about that? What is the worst food you've ever tried? Ooh. Oh, man. Sauerkraut. I've never oh, had it. It's up there in worst foods. That's terrible. I've never had it. Okay, I might get hate for this. Um... Collard greens, I can't stand. Collard what even green. is a collard green? Maybe I'm saying that wrong. Am I saying? That? I think collard you're saying it right. Collard greens. I've heard of it, but I've never like yeah, actually like I've seen, seen it or like tried it. Yeah. Or maybe like Brussels sprouts. Oh, Brussels sprouts are oh. as bad Dude, as people say. I they are. I can like some cooked Brussels sprouts. I mess with those. Listen, and I know you talked about food we hated, but I, I'll tell you food that I love that a lot of people hate that you guys might really hate on. I love boiled okra. Like when you boil okra and it's got that slimy texture. Oh, I like see. See, I like <laughs> I like best. I like fried okra. Yeah, fried okra is good. No, it's still good, but it's like number two to boiled okra. Oh and no like, way. Or pickled okra. Yeah. Maybe uh, fried okra is number dude. three actually. Anything, I love I don't, pickled okra. Anything pickled is disgusting. No, like pickled, pickled eggs, cucumber. I love pickled. All nasty. Do you like cucumbers? Yes, I like cucumbers. Well, you don't want pickle. You don't want pickles on a burger. Huh? You don't want pickles on a burger? No. You know this might be like. The worst food I've ever had because I I usually like a lot of things, but like sweet pickles, no way, can't stand them. <laughs> Don't give me a sweet pickle. Cannot like, and you know it. It's really annoying. Like when you, they put like you go to family uh, events and they put all the pickles on the yeah. same thing. You can't tell which one's which. Yeah. You pick one up and bite it, and it's like that's not it. That's when you leave. Yeah. Like, all right. I'm not coming back until you guys separate like your sweet pickles and your dill pickles. Not I feel like <laughs> every family event where there's like food and they put like all the uh, platters out like and like all the different trays, the pickles are always mixed. Yeah. I don't understand why people can't separate the pickles so that you can pick the right one. Like when I like expect that sour pickle taste and I get the sweetness, I'm like, I'm I'm out. I love. Pickles. I'm also heavily against guacamole. Not a fan. I'm not a fan I don't either. Like guacamole. I'm not Actually, a fan. See, I I don't like it by itself, but I like throw it in if I get like a bowl at like Kidoba. I'll throw it in there. It was so good. Cassie and her mom were talking about making guacamole this week, and I was like, oh, yeah, y'all can have that. Yeah, I'm still. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for that mushroom pepperoni pizza. I'm actually kind of excited to try that. It's so good. I'm so ready. Like, okay, you're gonna hate me for this, but it's one of your favorites. Uh, 
It looks like oh a pea. My. Oh, what is the uh, snap peas? Yes, those are. You don't gross. like snap peas? No, See, dude, I I can go down yeah. on some snap peas. Like peas and beans are like the best. Snap like, peas. Those are God's I feel like I'm tasting grass. Like I'm putting grass. <laughs> it does out. taste like kind of bland, but I feel like I don't know. I just I you like eat it. those like crazy, dude. I I will. I'll eat like the whole thing. You should mix them in mashed potatoes. That's the best way to eat them. They're so good. I can have Oops. creamy grass. <laughs> that's crazy this is so a, yeah it's like i'm cutting grass and just shoving it in my mouth <laughs> do y'all like celery no, no. yeah I oh actually, celery is a bad I, one like i like stringy celery. i don't know like i bite into it and it's like you know what i'm saying like how there's like individual yeah. strings like i don't like that i got buddies that'll be like if say you go to a wing place and you want carrots and celery and they're yeah. like no i don't want no rabbit food like, <laughs> give me your celery i'll eat it yeah, that's worst foods we've ever tried. I think we have a real talk thing oh, to close yeah. this out because, you know, we talk about our plan versus God's plan. And so we talk, we've talked a lot about prayer and yeah. fasting. And we're, I guess we can say this now since it's going out next week. We're about to go into a season of 21 days of mm-hmm. prayer and fasting mm-hmm. to start the year off, which is so important because actually this episode will drop the day it starts. Yeah. So we are going into this season What's the importance of prayer and fasting? Uh, I know that I've said this eight times, and you guys are probably so tired of this answer. Peace. Peace. I am at peace during 20 days of prayer and fasting. I almost want to, like, fast all year because I'm so – I feel so in tune with God during 20 Mm -hmm. days that I am just – and I'm not like I'm not a morning person. I hate to wake up in the morning. I do too. Yeah. But whenever I'm waking up to go to 21 days prayer and fasting, for some reason, I am so energized. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, you know, and I feel I like worshiping so too. Like you get in there and you're worshiping. Oh yeah. At six in the yeah. morning, like it's like you know, like. So I don't know if y'all way. have this here, but at Daystar, there's like a chalk wall on the back wall. We and did. We just got rid of it. We that. just got rid of it. And and anyone can go and just write their prayer request on there. Yeah. And last year for twenty one days I went and uh, I wrote every name in my family on the wall. And I went back to the wall and um I like cried over the wall and like just I think when you a lot of people see prayer and fasting as a way to I feel like we see it as a society and as Christians these days, we see prayer and fasting as almost a way to get God's attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I want to start fasting with a mindset of I'm not fasting because I need something from God. I'm fasting because I need God. Yes. Like, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's such like prayer and fasting isn't so much like, like you said, it's not for God. It's for you. Yeah. Like it's not to give God like all the attention and glory, like prayer and fasting is for you to develop your relationship with God. I think like in those 21 days, you'll be surprised if you go all in your relationship with God, you'll come out so much closer than you would have ever imagined. Like Mm -hmm. people are like, well, you know, 21 days really isn't that long. Like it's like, it's just three weeks. But when you get in there, it's like, it's like, it's a long time. Like it's like, you really like the amount of growth you have spiritually in those 21 days. You couldn't imagine like, cause it's like, you know, it's not that much of a time frame, but you grow so much spiritually. Yeah. For me, for me, it's, uh, uh, the beginning of the year one is a lot more important to me than the kind of the one towards the end of the year. Yes. Because for me, I take that time to kind of set up like what my next steps are yeah. through my spiritual yeah. life. 
So like it helps me a lot to say, hey, what's next? Because we all have a the next step. Yeah. Like your dad's a pastor here. He still has so many more steps to go to. So yeah. like for me, it, it it kind of ties me and God closer together yeah. so we can see where we're going to go next, you know? Yeah, and it's always super refreshing at the beginning of the year because it's like, you know, you're going into a new season. Like you're starting off completely fresh. Like the, the sheet is blank. Like yeah. you're seven days into the new year. Like this is where I got to get – I have to get intimate with God to where he can, we can be so close as we walk through this new year. It's transparent. Everything's transparent. Like it's refreshing your soul and getting you ready for what's going to come because every year you need to start refreshed and 21 days of prayer and fasting. I feel like it does that. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's just, it's so critical. So to our listeners, like if you have a church or even if you don't have a church, watch online. Like, get yeah. into 21 days of prayer and fasting. And it doesn't have to be in the morning. Like, if you want to watch it online, you can do it at night or even through the day. Like, you can do it whenever. Just get into it, though, because it's it's hard at first. Like, if it's it's really hard to wake up those first couple of days. But when you get into it, when you get in week one, like, late week one, early week two, it's like it's easy. You just get up. It's natural. Yeah. And it builds a habit for the rest of the year. Like, if you – go for those 21 days, then you're waking up at 6 a.m. every day, and it's like I have to have my time with God early in the morning before I go do everything else. Yeah. It creates those habits. Yeah. I just really want to encourage people, like, uh, especially or not especially, but if you come here to City Hope, then I know it's early, but I promise you it's worth it. Like, you think you're yeah. going to be tired all throughout the day, but I'm just so energized on 21 days of prayer, like, yeah. all day. There's like, nothing more refreshing than when you wake up and it's like get in the presence of God yes. to start your day. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why, like, even whenever it's not 20 days of prayer, like, I always love when I drive to school every morning. I always play some sort of worship. I feel like that's how I, I need to start my day. It's just, like, something that's, like, just gets me in the spirit to start the day. Yeah, something cool yeah. my uh, my family does during 21 days is we uh, leave our phones at the house. And when we wake up, we don't – we kind of put them on the counter because yeah. when we wake up, what's your first instinct to do? You your Check phone. your phone to see what happened during the night. Yeah. Who texted you? What happened? You know. So what we do is we leave our phones on the table. So when we wake up, we just get ready and go straight to church because mm-hmm. we want God to be the first thing we do during the day. And yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we we'll grab our phones when we leave because you know, you might something how it happened. You need to call whatever. But we don't really check it or look at it because we want God to be the first thing we do during the morning. Yeah. Yeah. If I could advise anybody in this room or anybody listening, my biggest piece of advice for 21 days or really anything that you're going through in life is, is journal it, write it down. Like everything that you hear, that you learn, that you, you feel God is speaking to you, write it all down. Um, something that I've heard from pastors that I trust is during my prayer time, if I get a side thought, write it down because then you're not thinking about it. You'll, you know, you'll remember it. Because you wrote it down. Yeah. But another thing that I love is when I'm praying, like praying's not the typical. I feel like people know this a lot more now than they used to. It's not the typical eyes closed, yeah. hands folded in front of your face. Yeah. yeah. Bow down. I, I want to like, yeah, like I'm not. And, and it can be that. Like don't yeah. think it can't be. There are days that it is that. But there are also days that my prayer time is, hey, I'm just writing in my journal. Like mm-hmm. I'm writing almost like. The way I do it is I write like letters to God. Like I'm, yeah. I'm talking to him and I'm writing. And I'm huge on, I, you can ask Cass, I've got so many notebooks everywhere throughout the house because I just love to write things down. Yeah, yeah. we talk about it, that a lot like on the podcast. Like you, 
lead to be a leader you have to be a learner and to learn you've got to be able to write things down like it's like just like you're in school like you got to take notes on everything like so if you like you said like you can't be, you get distracted easy by side thoughts you just write it down like keep going move forward yeah like if i can encourage like during this time i like just go all in in the 21 days like I know it's gonna. It's hard. Like it was hard for me at first, but go all in because what God will do in those twenty-one days is a lot more than you think will happen. So, like, really, just go all in, dive in. Like, it's like you can't hold back. Like, if you hold anything back, you won't get all of it out. Like, you really, really will see the difference after those twenty-one days. It'll really yeah. change you. So, if you're in Wichita Falls, come to City Hope or go to a church. I don't. I don't care what church you go to. Go to a church that has 21 days of prayer or watch it online. Just be there because it'll really change you. So I have a personal question for everyone. Uh, okay. What do y'all usually fast and what are y'all thinking about fasting? I always do all sodas and I try to do all like sweets. Your dad was crazy last year. Was that the year before? He always, well, he always does only water. Or he hit two I years ago, that. he did only water. Last year, because he lost so much weight, last year he just did only water. Only juices, juices yeah. and then he'd eat vegetables at night, but yeah, nothing, no crazy. lunch, no breakfast. I remember breakfast. like he couldn't even get on the stage one for a Sunday morning. Yeah, that, it, that was crazy. Yeah, uh, I did last year. I did um, only liquids, so like protein shakes or like yeah, that was pretty hard. This year I'm gonna do. I'm going to the the gym, like cause yeah. I wasn't trying to, and it just doesn't work, you know. So. Yeah, I think, like, I feel like for me, because 21 Days of Prayer lines up so close to baseball season, I can't not eat too much because I don't want to lose, like, 25 pounds. Yeah. So, like, I feel like after this year going into, like, the from 21 Days of Prayer after this year, like, I'll do a lot more of just liquid. But, like, for me, I try to still eat a lot of meats and, like, still make sure I have muscle because I don't want to be 135 pounds of just noodle. So I think, but for me, like I always cut out sweets, and then I always do stuff on my phone. Like I always try to limit social media. Like it's hard with the, like with running a podcast. I always try to keep like Instagram up so I can still do that. But like I always try to be off Facebook or Twitter, and even like just limit my time. Like get my yeah. screen time. Like set limits on that because I really feel like I need to be more connected outside of that. So yeah. I feel like that's what I always do. Every year I, I fast social media every year, but I always want to do just because I want to take that time to be intentional. Yeah. But when I'm fasting, like I don't consider that my fast. I just consider that hey, I'm getting off social media right now because it's it's 21 days. I want to be I want to be bought in, and it honestly conflicts me with myself because it's like, well, why do you only want to be bought in for 21 days just to delete all of it? But you know, I always yeah. have those impulsive thoughts, and I'll just delete it. But I'm done, and then eventually I'll I'll download it back. Which yeah. Maybe I need more discipline in. But every year, um, I I think that you should pray about what to fast yeah. rather than just make an emotional oh, decision for on sure. it. For sure. Something you need to be in tune with God about. Hey, where am I? Where do I need to be better? Where do I need to be? Like mm-hmm. me, I need to be better on my diet. And so I always will. Last year, I didn't eat any bread. for I didn't drink sodas. I didn't eat bread. Um, and so I'm honestly, I'm thinking about doing that again this year. But honestly, I haven't. God hasn't really told me yet, so I'm, I'm waiting to just see what I have peace about. Like, hey, yeah, this is what for sure. This is what I need to do this this season. Yeah. 
uh, one of the biggest I always do social media but this year I started praying and like God has like really pointed out social media like I would always do it like halfway like I'd still have like Snapchat and everything but I'd yeah. delete like Instagram and TikTok but this year I think God's telling me like he really wants me to go deep and delete all of it and just cause I always find myself like opening up I like opening up Snapchat first thing in the morning I always find myself putting that before God and that's just not right so I'm gonna try to yeah. change that I think one thing I do with that like even after 21 days is like I set my phone to where like my phone doesn't turn on until like 8.15 so like if I wake up at 7.30 my phone's not gonna be on for another 35 minutes use that time to read my Bible or do something like that I feel like that's for me just like setting limits to where my phone doesn't even turn on until I've had time with God and so I think that's always good there's there's always stuff you can do but like kel said you got to pray about it like always just yeah. ask god what do you want me to do what's my next step but this has been it's been kind of a longer episode a long episode, a episode but it's episode. been a really good one. good one uh it's been so good that we're actually moving it up four weeks and published so yeah. you guys are going to get this a lot sooner than anticipated it'll be dropping next week so awesome kel thank you for thank coming you so out thank you all it's it was awesome yeah maybe you can man see. Yeah, maybe we'll have <laughs> no, a second I'll come one. Back. Oh yeah, I don't know. I'll be in Texas at least once or twice a year <laughs> yeah. to visit my in-laws. So, anytime y'all want me to come back, I'll be more than happy to. For sure. Yeah, it was a great episode. Yes. Like once again, just thank you. It was awesome. Uh, make sure you guys stay tuned because uh, we've got a lot coming on the podcast. A lot that's about to come out. So make sure you guys are staying tuned. Make sure you're following us on all of our platforms at Four Twelve Leadership. And we appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, you guys are growing this thing. Love you guys. See ya. See y'all later. See ya. Make sure you're following us on all of our platforms at 412 Leadership. And we appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, You guys are growing this thing. Love you guys. See ya. See y'all later. See ya.